Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Um, today we're going to be having a guest minister. He's going to be preaching, you know, the part B, part of the sermon, like I promised us already. He was supposed to, you know, come before me, but I, you know, just go before him, you know, in, share, in sharing God's word today. And um, just a second. Yeah, that's good. Amen. So we have a guest minister here. Um, who is going to minister the part B part of the sermon today? And uh, we just believe God, you know, for an amazing time today. Amen. Before we go on, can we bow our heads and prayers? Heavenly Father, I give you praise. I thank you for today. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this messages, Lord. Thank you for the first Sunday in the month of the fifth month, eighth year, Lord, of our, of miracles, signs, and wonders. We ask, Lord, that you bless everyone, Lord, under the sound of my voice, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you breathe upon this word in the name of Jesus. Think through my mind, Lord, and you speak through my lips, Lord. You speak through the lips of Pastor Chris, Lord, that we will all all be built, we'll all be at the fight, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord, that the cause of this message, Lord, for healings across the rooms, Lord, in our lives, in our bodies, everywhere, Lord. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for in Jesus' most precious name we've prayed. Amen. It's okay. Father, thank you, Lord. Amen. Welcome. Happy Sunday. And I'm so I'm so I'm always excited, you know, to worship with you all, uh, even though I can't see your faces, you know, but, you know, sometimes, you know, after services, uh, you know, just checking your comments, and you know, they're really exciting, you know, and, um, you know, just keep going, you know, keep dropping the comments, you know, we're all one family, you know, we can, we might be far away, you know, physically, uh, but we are together, you know, the spirit, we know we're united spiritually. So every day in the kingdom, it's a message we've been, you know, we started in the month of April. And today we're going to continue. Bible says, book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you, you know. All these things, all the things, the things people are searching for. Things people are killing themselves for. Just be added unto you. Is it healing? Is it prosperity? The Bible says that Job was a righteous man. And of course, uh, by reason of his righteousness, he enjoyed the prosperity of our God. And that's God's plan for all of you. It's God's plan for all of us. Bible says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosperity and be in health, even as thou is so prosperity. So you see, this is God's unique plan for his people in the kingdom of God. That we will all be whole and happy. That everything concerning us will become perfected in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 24 verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Matthew 13, 11. He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Brethren, you know, sisters, like, you know, this is the season God is releasing, you know, opening our eyes to mysteries. I told us last time that mysteries are secrets that have been hidden for us, not, you know, not from us. They've been eating four keys. These are instruments. These are systems. These are features that we ought to engage when we discover them. And when they are unlocked and we engage them, we begin to, you know, prosper in this kingdom of God. And we started last week, you know, you know two weeks ago, we started with the supernatural, you know, with the spiritual and as one of the keys. And last week, we were able to, you know, talk about the indwelling 
of the Spirit of God. And I promised us that we're going to infilling this week. Pastor Chris is going to be talking a lot about the infilling. And even next week, you know, we're going, just going deep and deep, you know, getting deeper into all God has for all of us. Now, there's something really unique about the ministry of Jesus Christ. You know, every time he preached the kingdom, there were signs that were that accompanied his message. And not just Jesus Christ, even the apostles, wherever they went to, you know, they were preaching about Jesus. They were preaching about the kingdom of God. And then there were signs, miracles that followed these things. And, you know, the supernatural ought to be evident even in our lives in these days. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and healed them all. And you see, this is from the dimension of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know, the place of the um, um, indwelling is for relationship. It's for you to know God more. For you to know the Father, to know Him more, to have a deeper relationship with Him. But there is a dimension for expression. You know, I told us last time that Jesus Christ walked in character here on earth. It was a, it was a, a, a person of character. And a person of power. The same thing with the apostles. The same thing with, you know, with men and women who did great things in, 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 in the Bible. They were people of character. And they were also people of power. You know, these are the days of his power. The Bible says in days of his power, the people shall be willing. And, you know, we cannot push aside the power aspect. You know, there was, I was jotting down some thoughts on Thursday. And I wrote two things. The first one, positive thinking doesn't solve the demon problem. You know, demons are real. You know, people ignore them, but they are very real. And that's why so many are actually in bondage today. You see, it doesn't deal with the spiritual, that is, um, positive thinking doesn't deal with the spiritual aspect of life. And so, it's not enough for you to be positive about things. There are systems that are controlling, you know, even the physical and these ones, you know, their origin are actually in the place of the spirit. You can never counsel a demon. You can't advise the demon. You can't beg him. The Bible says, resist the enemy and he shall flee. So you cast demon out. You don't beg them. You know, you, you, otherwise they will trick you. And so, only one with greater power can actually cast them out. Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12, say, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So, the spiritual is very important. There are many people who are controlled by different demonic spirits. And by reason of that control, you see them misbehaving, causing havoc here and there. But we can't fight them in the flesh. Or fight them in the place of the spirit. Bible says, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And we are of the light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see that what your heavenly father is good. And so we express our sonship in the place of light because we are of the light. Amen. And for every light, every light is powered. There is an empowerment. You know, when you have for every bulb, you know, light bulb or something. There is a power source. And so for you to shine in the darkness, there is need for you to be connected to the power. 
And this is what it's all about. Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is the realm of baptism. Pastor Chris is going to preach more of that. And then we just, you know, just stick to the plan. Amen. So, something very beautiful. You know, as a very young boy, you know, growing up in church, and uh, we, we were exposed to, you know, um, messages concerning the miraculous. There were um, testimonies here and there, you know, people coming out, giving, their, um, giving testimonies regarding things God has done. And I even remember in the year 2001, 2000, even 2000, 2001, 2002, all the way to 2003, I think, until, you know, they stopped um, 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 churches from broadcasting miracles on national television. I remember those days I used to watch Pastor Chris or Yakilomi and, you know, I, you know, these things were presented to us, you know, as a little boy, I was, I was really fascinated by these things, you know, hearing testimonies, seeing people coming, coming for, um, forward, saying that this is what happened and this was what God did to them. So, I was exposed to all of this and one that actually happened to my life, you know, I remember in the year 2006, I just, um, got, oh, I just got home for a short holiday, you know, brief holiday. Uh, I, I, I studied in Lagos, Nigeria, but my um, parent, my family stayed in Abuja. So I moved to Abuja. I, I traveled for holiday in Abuja. And so one of these days, you know, I was upstairs and downstairs, um, TBN was playing. Nobody was watching that day. I don't know why, you know, they turned on the TBN. It was just playing. And I, I was thirsty. I got downstairs to get a cup of water, you know, I was uh, to drink water. And something just told me, you know, just stay over like extra seconds around the living room. So I just paused and like, oh, who is preaching? And I looked at this man, okay, Benny, like I didn't really know him much. And instantly, he began to describe me. I was shocked. He, like, of course, he didn't call my name, but he gave perfect description, talked about the dark spot on my face. And he began to draw deep things out of my life. And I was really shocked. Like, what happened? This is a broadcast, you know, worldwide broadcast. I don't know where this man is. Probably was in the U.S. at the time. And I was in my living room in Abuja, Nigeria, and somebody is talking concerning my life. And I was really, you know, I was terrified. And not just that, but, you know, it was... It was so good. I was like, wow, like the supernatural is so real. And um, I also remember in the year 2011, a youth camp in Nigeria, Dunamis, and uh, the camp was really amazing. And one of those, um, the, the last session we we're going to have, it was a morning youth service, you know, first Saturday of the month, I think first Saturday or second Saturday of the month. And uh, Dunamis usually, uh, you know, do, usually do this morning youth service. And that day, because it was the last session of the youth camp, we joined the service and they gave us a full role, you know, the people from the camp, you know, you guys take this place. And then I loved corporate, I still love wearing, you know, suits and tie and everything. And then they called me, you know, sit in front. And the atmosphere was charged that day. I was shaking, literally shaking throughout that service. And um, I could feel God's power in that place. And while the service was going, there was an eruption of power, healings, miracles, everything, you know, people kept running forward, they were healed, and I was just like, what is happening? Like, what is happening all of a sudden? And there was a man even with, uh, who had an accident with a um, neck collar and, um, you know, uh, for support. And, you know, he was checked instantly, he was completely healed. I started crying, and few few days before the camp, myself and my elder brother were playing, and he had, you know, he had done something to my back, and I was feeling 
serious pain throughout the camp. And while I was sitting, sitting there crying, then I discovered I was healed myself. I was like, wow, is this how easy it is? Look at how beautiful it was. I was caught forward and um, uh, Dr. Paul Enenche, who is my spiritual father, he, 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 I, all I could remember was he started praying for me and uh, afterwards I discovered I was flying anyhow like a bed in the course of the service. And uh, So the supernatural is real. And um, by the grace of God, at age five, I gave my life to Christ. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues at the age of five. And something about the camp also, like before I go into my own personal story, I remember also after that camp, the fire was too much. And I got back the next Sunday for service. And I was like, how do I sustain this? Like, I need, you know, I need to sustain this. And I remember after the service, I walked to the youth pastor and I told him, please, can you give me, like, it was a very, like, uh, like someone would see it as a stupid question, but God knew my heart and he answered it. He said, like, please, can you give me the key to the youth church? And he was like, for what? I said, I want to stay here for the next three days in a retreat. I want to spend time with God. And he gave me the key. I was like, what? So I was there for three days. I remember one of those times I prayed for three, 13 hours straight, you know, the spirit of, like, just miraculous things, you know, just happening. And so the reason why I'm telling you this is, it is actually real, and I'm going to even tell you personal testimonies. Though, you know, I lacked knowledge, God blessed me with um, the gift of word of knowledge also from a very young age. Just three years ago, I knew that was word of knowledge. All I knew then was God could show me things about people's lives, you know, what was happening to their lives, or what was about to happen instantly, or what, you know, just, you know. But I didn't know what it was. Like, sometimes it was scary. And um, some, many times also I disobeyed. And so it's all about the supernatural. And God wants us to walk in the reality of that power. And I also remember when it comes to tongues, baptism of the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in tongues, I was one of those persons who used to win arguments. Um, what's the argument about? I said tongues was not for everybody. Like just for a new set of people. A few people. It's not for everybody. Though God blessed me with it at the age of five. But I like, I argued and I had one killer scripture when you start speaking. And the reason why, why I won, maybe because many of those people, they, they probably didn't know uh, much about the word of God. And so if you're someone like me, I uh, used to argue about this. Though I had it, but I used to argue that it's not for everybody. Why? Because I saw something in my Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 to 30. It said, now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues, uh, then he continued this Apostle Paul, are all apostles, of course, no, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. So this was it, I was like, not all of them, so everybody must know them. But little did I know that I had a very wrong interpretation for this. By grace of God, next week I'm going to be expanding more, like, you know, expanding more in this area so that we all catch this thing that God has for us, this precious gift, this thing that is so beautiful, that has transformed my life and is still transforming my life, is transforming lives all over the world. 
and it's, it has introduced people into the realm of the power of God. And so be open-hearted. When it comes to the miraculous, I love it so much. I always wanted to walk in the reality of God's power. I loved it, you know. Like, why, 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 why would maybe Pastor Chris or Akilome, why would Dr. Paul and NHL, why would Benny Hinn, why would they pray for the sick and they recover Maurice Cerullo? And why can't I have this? You know, it was questions I had in my heart. I kept studying God's word. And then the hour came. Probably it had been there for a very long time, but I didn't know until I started exercising it. In the year 2016, I, I remember traveling to the city of Ario here in Russia. And they invited me on an apostolic visitation. <laughs> it was so funny because I didn't know you know, I was just like, oh, this is so funny. So I went to preach in that place, you know, Russian-speaking church. And the beautiful thing is that day I preached on the kingdom of God. Like, I, the video is still on YouTube. I preached on the kingdom of God. And towards the end of the sermon, God began to give me a word of knowledge. And I was like, whoa, 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 this is like a lot. And I began to call people out. Someone healed of osteochondrosis instantly, a man of, I think, maybe 60-something years. And another person who, you know, I, he, he had an accident. I caught his case. He came forward. I even didn't know the bandage was still around his leg. And then he removed his trouser, and everybody saw it. I told him, take the bandage off. And the old church, you know, they were, they were afraid for what was about to happen because I was going to ask this man to do something. And then he took the bandage over. I told him to start running. And he started running everywhere. Tears everywhere. And how beautiful it was that day. You know, so many diverse things. And I was like, wow, this is working. It's working. It's working. It is real. And as I'm speaking to you right now, this is God's promise for all of us as believers in this kingdom. One more testimony. And I'll read a verse and then I'll invite Pastor Chris over. The same year, 2000, no. This was not 2016. This was 2017. Um, in the month of, I think, March. Yes. I was traveling to the city of Varunish. You know, I was invited to preach. And on my way, you know, then Varunish is close by. And uh, it's better for you to go by car than train. Train is longer than um, cars. So I used the blah, blah car that day. And, and um, the blah, blah car was a space bus, a family the man, the wife, and the son. And the space bus, they created a bed for the boy inside there. And opening the door, the boy smiled, and I fell in love with him instantly. And I asked, like, where are they going to? They said they are going to Rostov. So they are passing through Varunish. And I just loved the boy. And I asked, like, uh, why is he lying down? Is he lazy or what? And he said, no, he's actually paralyzed. And uh, they are taking him for operation in Rostov. And immediately compassion started burning in my heart because I loved, like, I just, the smile was contagious. And God, and they said, they had three kids. The first one is dead. The last one is dead. You're left with just this boy. And he's sick. They don't know what. They don't even know if he's going to survive or anything. And immediately God told me that this was a spiritual attack on the family. And God told me, pray for the boy. Ah! I was like, uh-uh, this is difficult. First of all, I don't know if they are going to allow me. I don't know if they believe in prayers or anything. And God kept pressing in my heart, pray for this boy. So I asked, I said, please, can I pray for him? He's like, the mom was like, sure, 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 you can. 
I said, okay, I'm going to pray. And immediately the father got out of the car. Probably he didn't believe in prayers or anything. And I laid my hands on him. I began to pray for him. And immediately there was an assurance in my heart that he has been healed. And But still I was a little bit shy and scared. I didn't ask him to try anything like I did in the previous service. And um, they dropped me off in Varunish. Very nice family. We had a very great time. Surely, a um, few days later, the dad called me and he was like, they got to Rostov. Before the, um, before the surgery, they decided to run tests again. They didn't find anything there anymore. And it was strange. The test results that they brought didn't match with the new one they had there and they didn't know what was going on. Like, what's all of this? And then the doctor said, ask the boy, you know, to walk. To, like, to walk. And they found out that he was fine. Just little shaking here and there. And then the doctor like, there's no need for surgery anymore. Maybe just physiotherapy. And on getting to cruise, the boy is fine. And this is God's power. This is God's power. The same man who <laughs> was, who didn't even stay for the prayers, was the same person who called me. And God wants us to walk in this power. It's for everybody. I was not yet a pastor that time, at the time. So just, well, okay, maybe just I was a pastor in my Russian church, but not a full-time pastor. And so it's for everybody. The Bible says in the book of Mark's Gospel, chapter 16, verses 15 to 18. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs we follow those who believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And they will drink anything deadly. It will no, by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. This is God's plan for you. It's for all of us. And so in this kingdom, these are the things we, we're supposed to expect. We're supposed to express. Because of what? We are believers. Not because we are pastors. Not because we are called into you know, the fivefold ministry. We all have been reconciled to what? We've been reconciled and we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. So it's for all of us. So the supernatural is a continuous system in the kingdom of God. Jesus walked in it. He was baptized for that. And we all, we've also been baptized for this. Next week, I'll go deeper, you know, in this realm. Pastor Chris is going to talk more about the infilling that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we'll just keep going together. God is going to bless us. So, right now we receive Pastor Chris. Like I told you, he's an amazing mentor. For close to 10 years now, we've had that deep connection. Actually, in next, by next month, yes, by next month is going to be 10 years since, you know, close mentorship. It's been a great blessing to me. And, um, as an amazing family, probably, you know, he's going to tell us about that. And just sit back, relax, take notes, and be blessed by what God is said to do in this service today. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. Greetings to you from Orlando, Florida, in the United States. My name is Chris Clemens. It is an honor to be able to greet you. Clever reached out to me and said, hey, could you share with our, our service? Could you minister to us um, along the lines of the Holy Spirit? 
And so before I do that, I just want to say I miss Russia. I miss being in your country. I miss being in your region. Uh, there was a time in my life where it was almost eight out of 10 years. Every year I would leave my family and come to your nation. I love Moscow, St. Petersburg, and Kursk. I've been many, many times. I'm so proud of Clever, I have to say that, the team that's there. Some of you guys have blossomed and now you're doctors. Some of you guys are still in training. I'm married to a medical doctor. She's a pediatrician here in Orlando, Florida. I have five kids and I have a baby girl on the way. And so uh, I think Clever has a photo of my family that he may share at some points. Some of you guys that may not know me, that's who I am. Uh, like I said, though, I love, I love your country. I love everything that is going on in the region that you guys live. And I wanted to share a quick story with you guys before I kind of share what's in my heart. But people ask me all the time, what are, how, what are Russians like? What is it like to go to Russia? And there is a story that I just want to share as a testimony. I remember being there uh, my last time that I was there. I was in a hotel there not far from campus where you guys probably are. Uh, and where you guys would know. And I remember being downstairs with our pastor from Japan. And we were there and uh, just kind of having breakfast before we were going to leave for the service. And I, I noticed a few tables over. There were uh, two Russians, uh, big Russians, bigger ones. Russians are big in general, but these guys were big. One was dressed up in military fatigues and the other one was in civilian clothes. And I noticed how loud they were and uh, I just kind of looked over and it looked like they were drinking their breakfast and probably had drank their dinner, if you know what I'm saying. Looked like they were probably intoxicated for some amount of time. And then I just kind of kept my eye on them. And then I noticed one of them got up, walked over to another table and he literally slapped somebody on the head and kept going. And I looked over at our pastor from Japan and I thought to myself, oh, I wonder how this is gonna, gonna go. And so he walked over to our table and I don't know why I felt the need to stand up, but I did. I stood up and he said, are you from America? And he was really loud and, and he was using his hands to talk a little bit more than I was comfortable with. So I was kind of, wasn't sure what to do. And, and so he kept asking me about our country and our president talked about that and, and then I said I said man your your English is better than my Russian and some something about what I did triggered a response from this man and he drew his fist like this so already I'm like I don't know what to do I'm there on a ministry trip there's this drunk Russian that's getting in my face I, I felt like I was going to defend the Japanese pastor probably is like knew more karate than anybody and probably could have protected me, truth be told. But I didn't know what to do, so I froze. And then I, I remembered that the receptionist that was there, she, uh, she knew English. So I ran, I ran and went and got her. I said, hey, can you please translate and explain to this man that I'm not here to fight him. I'm not here to do anything quite like that at all. I love his people. I'm a minister and I love Jesus and I get on a plane, I leave my family and I do it gladly because of this beautiful people. And something about what was translated to him impacted this guy and his disposition completely changed. 
he pulled out his necklace. I'm sure he was Russian Orthodox and he began to show me and it was like something about the gospel, something about the Lord arrested this guy's attention. He went from wanting to fight me to allowing me to pray for him. And I've worn this thing now many, many years. But this guy did something that's very unusual. I come from a military family. He took off his military patches. I don't know if you can see that right there. He took his military patches off and he gave them to me just to kind of bless me. And he allowed me to pray for him. So I said all that to say when people ask me what Russians are like, I say this. They may be tough to deal with in the beginning, but once they know that you love them and that you're for them, they are some of the most loyal and wonderful people you're ever going to meet. So I know I'm not talking to primarily Russians. I know there's some there, but I just, I love that area of the world and I miss it. That being said, I just want to tell you just quickly, I know you guys have been on a series that has an emphasis of the Holy Spirit. You guys have been emphasizing things of the Holy Spirit, living in the Holy Spirit. And I just want to say this to you, a few thoughts. Jesus said that, that he would, that the Holy Spirit would be with us, in us, and that it would be upon us. So those are some distinctions that he makes in the Gospel of John and also in the book of Acts. We don't have to turn there. But the Holy Spirit is in you. When we're born again, when we receive Jesus for the first time, there is something of the nature of God that is, by the word of God, birthed in us. It's in us. There is a regeneration. There is a renewing of, of uh, the dead man that was uh, has come to us through Adam, has been reborn. We've been born again. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit now is living on the inside of us. That part of us is going to, the Holy Spirit's going to be with us forever on the inside of us. And so uh, people talk about, well, is there a second experience? Well, the Holy Spirit inside of us and the, the abiding presence of the Lord is something for us that we minister to Him. He ministers to us individually. Uh, that, that relationship is cultivated on the inside of us. But there's a, there's a distinction that is made as the Gospels end and the book of Acts begins to start. Uh, the Bible says this in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And He comes upon us for acts of service. He comes upon us for others. So He's, he's with us and He's in us for us, but He comes upon us for others and for service. And I spent many years kind of wanting to understand more. And I just want you to know this. Anybody that wants that has received Jesus, that knows that about the Holy Spirit, it is very, very uh, important that you don't disqualify yourself from things uh, that, that you might, uh, unless somebody kind of instructs you. You have to remember the fishermen were unlearned, unskilled, at least many of them were. But they had walked with Jesus, they knew Jesus, they had spent time with Jesus, and that's what makes you, uh, that qualifies us, qualifies us, makes us a candidate to receive more from the Holy Spirit. I thought for so many years I had to learn more or read more, and there's truth to that. But honestly, it's the same, the, the same ability to receive from the Holy Spirit is just like receiving Jesus for the very first time. None of us do it because we're good, good enough. None of us do it because we earn it, but it's because of the blood of Jesus and accepting by faith what the Lord has done and what his word says that we can receive. And so I wanted to share this testimony for you guys 
I remember being in college before I went to seminary and got my master's degree. And uh, I was saved, I was born again, I'd received Jesus into my heart. But I remember my dad telling me uh, time and time again, Chris, you know there's more. There's more for you in God than where you are. And I thought, well, I'd read enough of the Bible to kind of deduce, well, if we have it all, you know, we, we have it all uh, in, in the Word. We have it all legally. But I, don't have, I didn't have it all experientially, and I still don't have it all experientially. And the more he began to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in particular, the more hungry I would get for this, this experience. And so I just began to say, Lord, I began to read in the Gospels, and it says this about Jesus, that, he, that he's the great baptizer in the Holy Ghost and in fire. And Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. There's water baptism, but there's a baptism of the Holy Ghost and in fire. And so I really began to be curious. It was curiosity that really got me. I wasn't sure what I was asking for. It sounds so, I don't know, far out that I'd be baptized in the Holy Ghost and I'd speak with tongues and baptism of fire and it just kind of scared me more than anything. But I was very interested in reading and learning more about it. And so I just remember something in my heart having this simple prayer and uh, I just encourage you, if this is you and your listening friend, just hear my heart. I said, Lord, I don't understand a lot of what is being talked about when it comes to the Holy Spirit, but I do know this. I love you and I love your word. And if I can find it in your word, I can believe it by faith. And so I begin to read in Acts chapter one, verse eight. You guys can turn there, but it basically says this. I'll turn, get your Bible open. Uh, you know, it's a good thing to read the Bible, get it, get in the scriptures and go and find it out for yourself. Uh, it's really important that we do that in these days. Um, the Lord's really been ministering to me a lot out of his word in a fresh way. Uh, that's, that's really, um, it's powerful. It's powerful, especially in a time when we're greeting this way. And so I'm just going to pray, Father, I thank you for the power of your word. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just go through this screen right now and that your presence would begin to rest on each person that is listening. Thank you, Lord, for the same flame that fell on the day of Pentecost is falling even now, God. I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. People will be filled. They will be healed. They will be touched by the tangible presence of Jesus. So, Lord, I thank you for your word. We honor your word. And we thank you, Lord, you honor your word even above your name. And so it says this in the book of Acts, it says uh, in verse eight, it says this, they, they, they'd wondered. I mean, you, you have to try to put yourself in this story, you know, on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24, Jesus shows up to them in another form. That's what Mark 16 tells us, verse, I think 11, that Jesus appeared to them in another form. It was different than they'd ever seen the Lord. The last time they saw him, the images they remembered were on the cross and here comes the Lord and it, he, it's different. And it says in Luke 24, their eyes were kind of kept from noticing it was him. And then on that road to Emmaus for about seven miles, they begin to walk with the Lord Jesus, not even knowing it was him. And that's fascinating to me that the Lord is appearing in another form. It's not like he's coming as an alien or something that's different. It's just he's showing up in a way that's different than you might uh, might be familiar with. And so I want to encourage you guys 
to have your expectation open for however the Lord wants to manifest in your life. Don't limit him with someone else's experience or even my experience. Go to the word. And the reason I said that is three different times in Luke 24, Jesus expounded on himself according to the scriptures. And Jesus reemphasized the importance of the scriptures. And so in uh, Acts chapter one, verse eight, it says this, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. So the Holy Ghost comes upon them in power to, to be witnesses, to testify of who the Lord is. And uh, common day terms that would be like, not only in, uh, in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world, it'd be like saying in Kursk and Moscow and Russia to the entire globe, there's gonna be a power that comes upon you to begin to tell people with tangible evidence of who Jesus is. And so he says something else in, in uh, a few verses over in the next chapter. He says this, and this is what kind of settled it for me in Luke 2, 38. Because people, um, there may be somebody listening and say, oh, well, that was for then. I don't know if that's for now. And that one stumped me. Maybe, maybe the, wor- the first of all, it's the acts of the Holy Spirit. It's not even just the acts of the apostles. And the acts of God and the working of the Holy Ghost is continuing on until the Lord returns, uh, testifying of who Jesus is, the resurrected King of glory. And so when I read this next verse, there was something about it that jumped into my heart that this wasn't just for a long time ago. This wasn't just for the super spiritual. But it says this in the book of Acts, chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, just Repent means go back to the top perspective, go back to the heavenly perspective. Repentance is not necessarily behavior modification. I stop doing this, I stop doing that, I start doing this. But it's re-going back to the pent, penthouse, the top perspective, God's perspective on something. So it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't stop there, verse 39. For the promise, the promise is talking about that Holy Spirit, and actually even more than that, the promise, the working of the Holy Spirit specifically, not only in power, but in speaking in heavenly tongues. For the promise is to you, and I say this to you that are watching, it's to you, it's to your children, and and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God should call. And when I heard that last phrase, I was like, you know what? I've called on the Lord. I'm a candidate for that. And so I said that to say this. I remember uh, sometimes when you're, you're about to wake up, you don't fully, don't fully have all your cognitive skills, but you're, you're awake. And I remember in this time where I was hungry for God to baptize me with the Holy Spirit, but I I didn't have it yet. I didn't know what I was supposed to have. I just kept hearing about it and reading about it. And so uh, I remember having this kind of impression in my mind. I hadn't read enough of the Bible to actually know where this was. But I had this impression in my mind that uh, I should read Acts 1.8. 
And so I got up that morning and I read Acts 1-8 and uh, I racked 2-4, uh, it was Acts 1-8 and the next thing that popped up in my mind was Acts 2 and verse 4. And it just kept coming up in my spirit while I was sleeping to the point where I actually thought it was real. So I got up from that time, I went down into the living room and I read this. Verse two, verse, uh, chapter two, verse one says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a sound of a, a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues like of fire and it came and sat upon each one of them. And then this verse was like almost highlighted when I read it again. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in my uh, total surprise, I just, I walked over to my dad. I said, Dad, holy. And I think I actually used a, a profanity. I said, holy beep. This is real. This is real. I had a dream and I read this. This is real. And my dad, as a patient, patient father said, okay, first of all, never say what you just said again. Second of all, it is real. And the third thing is when I walked by your room this morning, I heard you speaking in tongues even before you were awake. And so it just began to be real. And this life with the spirit of God is real. And so I just want to encourage you guys that are hungry for the things of God just to be childlike with it. You don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be saved a super long time. God settled with Paul, who once was Saul, a persecuting Christians, an enemy of God and of the church, of, of what he wanted and who was a candidate to use. He took a man that was persecuting the church and in one encounter with God, he released an encounter for this man, filled him with such power, so changed him and gave him such revelation of the things of God that Paul went on to write two-thirds of the New Testament. I believe that was a prototype of who is a candidate to be spirit-filled and to be used of God. So don't disqualify yourself. Uh, I just want to say I love you guys. Some of the words that I have heard from, uh, from you and from uh, the times that I've been there. Uh, I can say this, there was one, one time I remember years ago now being there and uh, I just, it kept coming up in my spirit while I was praying over what I would say today. But I remember there being great, great visitation in the services and even through intercession as people were praying for the time and the services that we had there, that there would be, there was angels there and there was like angels of awakening, there was angels of harvest, angels of worship that are in that region. I know that may sound far out to you, but angels are not supposed to be something that are um, not spoken about, not needed. Uh, we need them. The Lord had angels come and minister to them. The, the, uh, the apostles had angels in the ministry that were giving messages to and from uh, God to them. We need angelic ministry. We need heavenly ministry. We need it to be real. Uh, and I just, I kept having this sense to pray over that for you guys. Uh, and so Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for heavenly ministry, heavenly ministry. God, we thank you for the hosts of heaven that are in that region. Lord, I ask you right now in the authority of Jesus's name 
for eyes to be open to the reality of the supernatural realm, to the overwhelming goodness of God, the good Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good Father and you delight to give us good gifts. And Lord, you, you delight to give us the kingdom. And so the things that we're talking about, you delight to release to us. And so God, I ask you to shift anyone's mind that may be disqualifying themselves. God, I just pray that you would reveal yourself, the good Father. You said that if we asked for bread, you wouldn't give us a stone. If we asked for a fish, you wouldn't give us a serpent. How much more will you give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And so Lord, we ask you right now, just as little children, we say, Holy Spirit, fill us again. Baptize us in the Holy Ghost and fire. You know, one of the beautiful things about the Holy Spirit is there's one baptism, but there's many, many, many infillings. The Bible says this in Ephesians, be being filled with the Spirit of God. There's a continual outpouring and filling of the Spirit of God. So God, I pray you'd baptize people, fill people. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your kingdom is not just in eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge your presence, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for coming to the, to the beautiful people of that region in fire and in power. Lord, I pray you'd strengthen each person that's there. Now I pray for any person that's there from another nation. And this is just the place that you've made your residence. God, I thank you for the leaven of the kingdom. Those that have come from Nigeria, those that have come from Malaysia, those that have come from different parts of Sri Lanka and from India. God, I bless those people. And I thank you, Lord, for your hand that's resting upon them. And I thank you, Lord, the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this, the Holy Spirit is the earnest. It's like a, a wedding ring. It's a down payment of the things that are to come. Uh, and I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit just being put on people, even as a ring, seal. It's the seal. It's the earnest of the things that are going to be to come. And so, Lord, rest on your beautiful people in that region. I love you guys. It is an honor to greet you. Please give each person there my love. If they don't watch this, have them like it, have them share. I'm not sure how he's going to he's going to capture this. But I just love you guys, and it's an honor to be with you. It's an honor to pray with you guys, and I look forward to seeing you in person someday soon. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris, and um, God bless you so, so much.